who are the top three players on every roster in the NFL? Which players might not be there by the end of the year? And what players could join them and be newcomers on the list on today's Peacock and Williamson? NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to Peacock and Williamson. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate all you everydayers out there. If you're not an everydayer, make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, we're, we're talking star power today on today's episode, Matt. And um, PFF has their list of top three players on every single roster. Uh, I want to sort of dissect these top threes if we agree with the top threes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we learn a lot about teams by you know how many stars they have. How how hard is it to whittle it down to three or how hard is it to just find a third player you want to put on the list and, and how these lists could change after the upcoming season. Yeah, and th- the way I see it is I'm not here to say, PFF, you screwed up. You should have this left guard on instead of this third guy. You know, I, I just think it's interesting of maybe from the perspective of who would you really like to see on here next year? Or boy, I hope we can do better than that guy is our top player a year from now, or, you know, things like that. And what's funny is this is an alphabetical list. And based off yesterday's show, the team that comes up first alphabetically, we think might come up first in the draft too, <laughs> the Cardinals. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of the teams where it's a little bit difficult to find that star power yeah. with their three players. I think the first two are, are pretty easy and it's, it's Kyler Murray and it's Buda Baker, one guy on offense, mm-hmm. one guy on defense. And, and really Buda Baker, I think is, this is important for them to re-sign him. And uh, he, he's a foundational leader. He is the, I think even more so than Murray, even though Murray's the quarterback um, because of personality and because Murray's hurt to start the year, Buda Baker is the most important person on that Arizona Cardinals roster right now. Yeah, and this is even more disheartening, though, is the top two guys listed. One has hinted or flat out said, I want traded, and the other one might not play half the year, all the year. Who knows? You know, like, this seems pretty rough. Could be gone. Uh, they haven't re-signed Buda Baker yet either. And and Marquise right. Brown is on the last year of his deal, and he's the third player on their top three. Which I can't argue with, but you would wish your third player was better than Marquise Brown. Like, I hope for their sake, Paris Johnson's a no-brainer top three guy next year. You know what I mean? And so is the free agent equivalent of Javon Hargrave. You know, some stud they signed because they have money and their first round pick this year was really good. They'd be like, okay, this isn't a bad list now. Yeah. What What if next year all three of those names aren't on the list? And They might not be. It's Paris Johnson, Caleb Williams and yeah some free agent, some free agent or whatever yeah. right and kyler murray's in tampa like we mentioned yesterday or, you know or or dj humphreys who's the uh also considered also list considered. here and yeah. uh, looking around their roster you know no deandre hopkins anymore jj watt retired it's getting a little bit harder to find star players for the arizona cardinals which is why we are projecting them to have the the top pick in the draft next year yeah and those recently drafted first round linebackers don't look like they're ready to grab this either you know it's it's not pretty this is probably yeah. the worst one yeah zaven collins could he be on the list next year oh hope that somebody a, takes a leap that. of faith right the atlanta falcons chris lindstrom 
Jake Matthews and Kyle Pitts, all fairly large human beings there. A couple of offensive linemen in their tight end. They drafted number four overall a couple of years ago. Uh, I think he, there might be some arguments here, and, and maybe even rookie B. John Robinson should be in consideration here. And I would definitely put A.J. Terrell on this list, maybe overall. Yeah, and I'm glad they mentioned Lindstrom, who's no one knows it, but he's one of the best guards in the league. But I think next year you might be like London, Bijan, Terrell, you know, so there are some promising things happening here. I, I bet Jake Matthews isn't on the list, not because he's bad and falls off a cliff. It's just, I bet somebody's better. I would still put AJ Terrell on this list and, and probably Kyle Pitts has to go because he just hasn't quite done what we need him to do yet to be mm -hmm. considered a, a superstar player, even though he's got superstar talent. Yeah, I'm still a big believer. Um, some of the metrics really show that he had the least opportunities to, to succeed out of tight ends and the 1,000 yards in his you know, rookie year. But who knows? He absolutely could not be on this list next year. That wouldn't shock me. Yeah, so even if you're not considering rookies, uh, and it could be a, a big rookie class for the Falcons, starting with B. John Robinson, he's not on the list. They had last year's top pick, Drake London, who didn't make the top three, who could absolutely be there. Big free yeah. signing in Jesse Bates. Um, you know, elder statesman Grady Jarrett. There's a lot of names here. And so this, you know, this roster, maybe the Falcons, maybe I haven't given the Falcons enough credit. You know, kind of thinking of it through this lens, you know, a lot depends on Desmond Ritter. I mean, you, you're doing backflips if Desmond Ritter's on this list next year, right? Oh, one of the top three guys. So uh it, it could it's a big year for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, think about a year ago, they had just traded Matt Ryan to Indianapolis. Their top three kind of looked like Arizona's top three. And now they've got a lot of candidates to be cornerstone players. Baltimore Ravens, no surprise at all that Lamar Jackson tops their list of the three stars on this team in Baltimore. Uh, then it's tight end Mark Andrews and cornerback Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, and also considered Roquan Smith, I would have put over Humphrey. I thought he was a more impactful player this year. And again, I'm not here to kill PFF. They would love for a Bateman or maybe even uh, Linderbaum or somebody like that. You know, one of these younger guys, they haven't drafted great lately. Odell. What if Odell, balls Odell? Out? they got to yeah. try to resign him again. Yeah. So they have some candidates or uh, Hamilton, the safety, you know, takes a big step and is a star in his second mm -hmm. year. That would go a long way. One of those young defensive linemen that they have. Uh, they oh, if it was Ojabo or Owe, they would be doing right. cartwheels. Yeah. That's what uh, Ronnie Stanley's obviously been around for a long time. He's had some, you know, recent injury problems, but you know, he would have been the guy on this list for so long and, you know, mm -hmm. could still be that guy this year. They would, he's a pivotal guy for them. I mean, it's such an unfortunate situation because the week that he signed this contract, they actually played the Steelers blew out his ankle that that week. I mean, like days later and really has not been the same and you can't get out of the contract. I mean, that's a really pivotal situation for them. Buffalo Bills are next up here, and uh, obviously some big-time star power there with Josh yeah. Allen, Stephon Diggs on offense. Vaughn Miller, though, is the third. Uh, at his advanced age, Does he should he even be on this list? I think so, out of respect, and what we saw most recent of him was pretty awesome. Um, Milano, I think, does have a case. You know, Tredavis White's and also considered with Milano, but White was not the same post-injury either. That's a little concerning for me, too, if I'm the Bills. Tredavis White is a really interesting one because yeah. you know, he would absolutely be on this list for me. Um, and I, they, that team in the secondary, because I think you could get a big jump from their second-year corner as well. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Elam that they drafted, and, and then Tredavious White, kind of another year removed from from his injuries, and and maybe they're a heck of a lot better there. And that's where the you know the floor and the ceiling could even be higher for an already good football team in Buffalo. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting too that even though they're up in age, they brought back both of the safeties. That's been one of the best pairings out there, and only had one of them for most of last year. So if, if that secondary could be a real strength, which you don't have to squint too hard for it to be, that would be really something for them. Yeah. And Von Miller, too, you know, as long as he doesn't fall off a cliff, they need that pass rush. And mm-hmm. he's kind of the only one they got that's that style of, of player. Yeah. No, you can, it's pretty obvious who the, the guys are here. <laughs> Absolutely. Carolina Panthers, uh, their rookie quarterback, you would love for them to make this list. Uh, rookies not included here. So J.C. Horn, who we finally saw last year after he missed his mm-hmm. rookie season with the torn ACL. Uh, Brian Burns, who's absolutely number one on this list for me for the Carolina Panthers on that me team too. now. Yeah. And, you know, he's the face of that franchise going forward, at, you know, depending on what happens with their young quarterback. And then, interesting, Taylor Moten is the third guy. And this is why I've kind of talked about the Panthers being like, yeah, they're starting a rookie quarterback. Like, they, they might be drafting the top of the draft. They might, I mean, they'll probably earn a higher pick than they earned this year before trading up. And, and they probably traded one of their top three guys. I would imagine DJ Moore would have been on this list over Moten. Um, I really like Derek Brown. I don't think people talk about him enough as a really up-and-coming power defensive tackle but absolutely you want chase young to be on this list next year and they have so much cap space maybe they have the you know the the, the best receiver in the uh, free agency or whatever best tight end or whatever some high price guy that's an obvious plug and play type three top three type of player i don't think we've talked about it enough how crazy it could be if next year the bears end up with the number one overall pick again because it comes from the panthers but fields turns into a super superstar like how much oh, could man. they get again from trading out of the number one spot in back-to-back years yeah which leads us to the bears they're next <laughs> there we go look yeah. at segue. look at you professional podcasting here matt uh <laughs> the, the bears Justin Fields is on the list of the top three players there. So pivotal how his third season goes for not only the Bears, but his entire career and the direction of the Chicago Bears organization. They brought in two players, though, that join him now. And it just goes to show how devoid of, of talent the rest of the Bears roster was because their, their two biggest additions this offseason are now joining Justin Fields in the top three. And that is free agent linebacker Tremaine Edmonds and DJ Moore, who they traded for from the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and... I think there's a lot of optimism around Chicago and you talked about it. I mean, all the assets they have in the future and what fields can become. And I know you and I are fields believers, but this is a pretty sad top three <laughs> and two of them just showed up and fields is really unproven. Right. Yeah. This kid, the, a lot of work to be done. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm bullish on them. I, I'm excited about what that bears team is going to look like, but they've got to go do it. They've got to go show it still. Cause it's all theoretical right now. I mean, if Fields is number one on this list next year and Darnell Wright's number two, I'm like, okay, now we're going. Let's roll, you know? Yeah, and DJ Moore is still up there. And mm-hmm. that's a connection. And I've, I've I've liked some of the reports I've seen with them, you know, building some chemistry with with Fields and DJ Moore. They've hit, uh, you know, they've hit some uh, short passes. They've hit some, you know, tight window throws. They've hit some deep balls in OTAs already. So exciting time for Bears fans for sure. And then you draft the best edge rusher in the class, and he's a Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett type guy, you know? That's the that's – that's the thing yeah. that needs to be added to that football team. Yeah, sure. yep, yep, no doubt. And they have the resources to do it. Just going to take a year. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati Bengals coming up next. Browns, Cowboys, and the rest of the teams in the NFL. Who are the top three stars on each roster? And who could replace those stars in the near future next? Today's episode of Locked On 
Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson on the Lockdown <laughs> Network, uh, I always do that, is uh, brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Make a fast break right now to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $2,000, $2,500 uh, bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. That's up to $2,500 back if that first bet doesn't win, depending on how much you bet. And there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Of course, we've got NBA finals going on, NHL playoffs, but how about some NFL bets that you can make? You can go bet on, for example, the 49ers to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one. There's weekly odds already up for the 2023 season at FanDuel. 49ers favored by three on the road at Pittsburgh, by the way, in week one, even though we don't know who's even playing quarterback for that football team. I know, I like in that one. You can bet on rookies <laughs> of the year, season awards, who will win the next Super Bowl. Uh, there is win totals. Eight and a half is the win total for the uh, for the season win total for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt. What do you think? Uh, over or under eight and a half? It's one of the easiest bets out there. Over. Under. Oh, over. Okay. <laughs> uh, division winners, conference winners, you name it, you can find it at FanDuel. So head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NBA. Okay, Matt. We're on to the Cincinnati Bengals here. Top three, according to PFF, is Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. No love for any of the big men. No love for any defenders on this list. Uh, hard to argue with one and two, but uh, kind of looking at the roster, and yeah, I don't know if I'd put anybody over T. Higgins either. Yeah, and they have some fine defensive players and a really good defense, but this one's about as cut and dry as it, as it comes, and it might be the same for the next five years in a row. DJ Reader's not a sexy player uh, really and, you know, doesn't get you fantasy football points or anything like that. But that dude inside might be the best in the game right now, clogging run lanes as a as a big defensive tackle. Yeah, and their defense is night and day with him in and out of the lineup, too, which speaks volumes. Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb, Joel Batonio and Miles Garrett make the top three. And, you know, with Chubb and, and Miles Garrett, for sure. And, and you know, yeah. Joel Antonio is kind of an unknown player. He's been around the league for 10 years already and just been rock solid for them uh, at, at guard for, for a very long time. Chubb and Garrett are phenomenal. Deshaun Watson has to be on this list next year, though. Has to be. Or oh, no doubt. He has to be. And, and has he to can't be. be on it right now based on what we've seen course, in recent right. What was it? Is seven hundred days since he seven hundred days off he had? Yeah, he had seven hundred days off and came back and was not his old self. Is he his old no. self? Then he's absolutely number one on this list, even ahead of Miles Garrett. Yep, I mean that's as pivotal as any player here. But he has to be on this list next year, or things have gone really awry. Dallas Cowboys, Micah Parsons, uh, C.D. Lamb, and Zach Martin, who's another oh. elder statesman. Uh, that would have been if they did this list for ten years, he'd have been on this list for ten years. Yeah, uh, and this is. A really good group, you know. I mean, to keep Dak Prescott off is big. You know, they have you know uh, guys like Pollard and some of their other offensive linemen. It's a really good roster, and it has star power. It has players at the right positions. You know, wide receiver, edge, quarterback. Um, can't argue though; those would be my three. I'm putting Dak on over CD Lamb. I think. Okay. Or over Martin, but Dak, I think, you know, I know he threw a lot of touchdowns or a lot of interceptions last year, but I mean, Dak's, a, Dak's a dude, and he's too yeah. important for that football team. And look, C.D. Lamb, I don't – C.D. Lamb's a really good football player, but I think he has one of the best jobs in the league because the team <laughs> just 
force feeds him with targets and moves him in a spot to get the most targets. And some receivers around the league don't have, you know, that luxury where they're the focal point of a passing game and can move around and and play out of the slot and, and and get every target thrown their way. And he's a really good player. Don't get me wrong. But um, I I don't want to say overrated, but he's in a really nice situation. He might be a slightly, you know, not massively better fantasy back of the football card stat guy than he is real life football player. Denver Broncos, Patrick Sertain the second, uh, Randy Gregory and Justin Simmons. I mean, not a who's who list for no. the Denver Broncos. Sertain's been awesome just in the moment he stepped into the league. So absolutely deserves to be there. But, you know, Randy Gregory is sort of a journeyman edge rusher at this point. Justin Simmons, really good player uh, and has been for a while. But yeah, you need uh, you need more star power on the Denver Broncos. I think Sauce and Sertain are already the two best corners in the league. But... It'd be nice to have an offensive guy in the category. <laughs> you know what I mean? What if this was Jerry Judy or something? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Raider Gregory doesn't move the needle a lot for me. So interesting what their passing game is going to look like. If, if Sean Payton can unlock something and, and find some of that magic that Russell Wilson showed for so many years in the NFL. Uh, and Jerry Judy is one of the oddest receivers in the league because the he talent is. you saw out of Alabama for him is there. He He's uh, one of the top separators in the league as a wide receiver. And you think to yourself, well, if he gets open as 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 much as the best receivers in the league, which he does, how come he's not a better player? And it's like, yeah, yeah. that bad at the catch point. He can't catch in traffic. Is is it just the offense or the quarterback play has been that bad? So I'm not writing off Jerry Judy. This could be a breakout year for him. So Sean Payton, obviously the 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 most pivotal here. Yeah, and they picked up his, his fifth year option, and the light could go on, or everything could fall into place, and Judy's what we think he is, or he might be one of those guys where like something's missing. Yeah. I mean, he just can't, can't win dirty. He's a seven on seven yeah. player. Yeah. Except you might be right. You might be right. This will be a huge year for him. Detroit lions added a lot of talent in the last few years. Uh, they have Amon Ross St. Brown listed here as the, the top star for the Detroit lions, Aiden Hutchinson from last year's draft, uh, number two pick in the 2022 draft. And then Penny Sewell, who was their top, pick in the the draft before so i mean you've got a second year guy and two third year guys on the list that's as you say is what i like the most here is third season second season third season great and i think soul's gonna be a star i think the other two are really strong as well um you know who cares about the position value at this point but maybe one of those first round picks steps up here and you know or brian any one of those yeah any one of their top four picks like you know we talked about what teams ended up with in the draft based on what they started with and i I didn't like the value that they got in the draft but they got four good players that any of them could show up on the list including their their fourth selection which is a second rounder safety uh brian branch yeah exactly and i'm glad they mentioned frank ragnow is and also considered he's one of the probably five best centers in the league yeah a healthy frank ragnow is is awesome yeah, good core. Yeah, Green Bay Packers, uh, Jair out. No Aaron Rodgers, Matt. Uh, we got no. this is a very interesting season for the Green Bay Packers. Transitional year. Jordan Love is not on the list. Could he be next year? I think that's the hope. Um, but it's Jair Alexander, Rashawn Gary, and Aaron Jones, the top three stars for the Green Bay Packers in 2023. I mean, there's tons of teams, you know, the, the Steelers, Atlanta, uh, Carolina, we talked about, certainly Green Bay, that if their quarterback does get to this level where they're one of the top three players on your team, you're doing the jig. You know, you're you're doing cartwheels. You're thrilled. But a year ago, this would have been Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, and David Bakhtiari, you know, and now it's right defensive dudes that are a little more of a projection, you know? Yeah, so if, if next year's list is 
Jordan Love instead of Aaron Jones and Jair Alexander, mm-hmm. Rashawn Gary, uh, the Packers are probably cooking. And we're cooking. probably yeah. North champs. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they have a lot of defensive players that could take a step forward, too. There's a lot of first-round picks on that side of the ball. Uh, we have the first rookie that showed up on the list here, which maybe is an indication of the Houston Texans roster. But Larry Tunsil, last year's rookie running back Damian Pierce, and Will Anderson. I didn't even think they were including rookies because I hadn't really yeah. seen any of them on this list. He makes the list for the Houston Texans here as the top three stars. And they, they have another rookie they drafted before Will Anderson is C.J. Stroud. Since Bijan didn't make the list, I kind of thought that was off limits, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it here, considering who he's competing with on the Texans roster. Um, there is hope here, but that's not a real strong top three. I mean, Damian Pierce is number two. I'd probably put Stroud still over Pierce, as, as good of a rookie season Pierce mm-hmm. had. Stingley, was Stingley so bad that you wouldn't put him above Pierce because of positional value. Uh, Jalen Petrie actually is probably the guy I would put on the list because uh, I loved what I saw from him, not only in college, but uh, as a rookie. Yeah. And this could look very different next year. (laughs) They hope it does. Well, maybe a lot of young talent, new coach. It could be a little rocky. uh, And they gave away their first round pick too. So (laughs) Stroud, Will Anderson, they better be good. They better be on this list next year. But they're, I mean, there easily could be guys fighting with Tunsil, who's a great left tackle. Stingley's a lockdown corner. Anderson's everything he's cracked up to be. You know, th- there are some dudes here that could make this look a lot different. Indianapolis Colts list consists of the same guys that were on the list last year. Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Buckner, and Quentin Nelson. And then you've got a guy like uh, Shaquille Leonard that, you know, should out of sight, out of mind. This. So when you're looking at just star power, Colts are in pretty good shape. Yeah, this isn't bad. I, I think the Colts are being slept on a little bit as having a rebound season and being hard to play against. Like, yeah, it's it's just so hard because of the quarterback position and yeah. the, the rawest, quote unquote, rawest of those quarterbacks is his floor so high as a runner that it's not going to be as uh, difficult to win games as it usually is for a rookie quarterback. So we'll see what that That's is. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, like maybe he doesn't develop all the things you want to see in year one, but that doesn't mean he's not hard to play against in the meantime. I think it does fall off quite a bit, though, after those those top four guys, four. because, you know, some other names considered Michael Pittman, like he doesn't deserve to be in a, a star tier, I don't think. Right. I mean, Isaiah Rogers is in consideration for one of your top three yeah. players. I yeah. bet there's people out there who don't know who Isaiah Rogers is. <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh, why? You should not be considering. <laughs> right. Uh, Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars. They got a star young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they've got Josh Allen, the edge rusher, still uh, playing at a high level, even if he's not collecting as many sacks as maybe Jaguars fans had hoped after he was mm-hmm. drafted in the first round uh, in 2019. And then uh, Tyson Campbell, who's had an interesting career there and has become their top cover guy. Had a really good year. It went under the radar. But you'd love for this to be Lawrence by a mile, Campbell or Trevon Walker and Ridley. You know, something yeah. like that. You know, yeah. I mean, now you're talking. And it could happen. Fascinated by what Ridley's going to look like this year in mm-hmm. Jacksonville. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this one's wow, not this is the easiest hard. one ever. <laughs> wow. Not hard. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones. What more needs to be? Yeah. That's, I mean, they've got a lot of, a lot of wins. That equals Super Bowl rings and wins mixed with Andy Reid and throwing some good offensive linemen in the boot. Yep. That's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, Joe Tooney and, and Creed Humphrey in consideration, but nobody's knocking those three guys off the list. No, they might be the best three at their position. Two of the three definitely are, and Jones might be now as well. 
Las Vegas Raiders here. Uh, they do have Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs on offense, and they got Max Crosby on defense. So that's not a bad place to start. It's not. Uh, star power is not a, a huge problem for the Raiders. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, these these three are very, very good at what they do. Um, maybe uh, what's-his-face, the first-round pick out of Texas Tech. I always forget. Wilson could, uh, yeah. could get in this conversation. That would be lovely. Colton Miller's also thrown in there. Fine. Pretty sure it won't be a quarterback, though. No doubt. And, uh, and it's, it's not going to be Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy can be a good player and have a, a yeah, nice he can be a fine player. he's not going to knock those guys off the list. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's, it's the rest of that roster, you know, who, who's going to step up for them? Cause there's, they're going to have to have some, they're going to have to have some secret superstars on their roster to, to have a, the season that Raiders fans are probably hoping for. Yeah. And, and besides the two edge rushers, I'm having a hard time coming up with defensive players. I mean, I kind of like mooring the, the safety, but there's not a lot of high ceiling guys on that side of the ball. Do you think Raiders fans are maybe even rooting for Caleb Williams? Is, are they in a state where it's like, oh, gosh, you know what? Let's just tank and go get a top quarterback and stop this. Yes. I think the short answer is yes. Because most of the time when we talk bad about a team, we hear it from fans. Uh, and I haven't heard that much from the Raiders as bad if we talked about them, much less <laughs> this offseason than last offseason. So they maybe tend to agree with us, I think. Yeah. Maybe you're in that mindset right now. I got a lot of heat from Raiders fans last year. Oh, yeah, you did. This yeah, year, it's uh, the Lions fans that are coming for you, Matt. Yeah, you know, bring it on. Yeah. Boy, this next team's interesting. They got a lot of good candidates. Los Angeles Chargers, the yeah. uh, underachievers right now. That's why I think their head coach is on the hot seat. You know, if, as long as the new offensive coordinator is the ticket there, then they're rolling because they got stars all over the place. Justin Herbert at quarterback, Joey Bosa on defense, Derwin James on defense, Khalil Mack on defense, Rashawn Slater is a stud left tackle, and um, and Austin Eckler is a fantasy superstar and, and a, a really undervalued player in the league, I think. Yeah, I mean, throwing Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I mean, those guys have had nice careers, especially Allen. And one thing PFF notes here is – they got to keep these guys on the field. I mean, Derwin, Bosa, Slater, those guys missed a lot of time. It's it's wild when you're like five foot seven running back is your Iron Man on your team. Right. But that guy might be the fourth pick in fantasy drafts this year. Like, he's really good. <laughs> uh, next, the other team in Los Angeles and the rest of the league, who are the top three stars on every team? And who are the up and comers that could be on the list next year? Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is. Uh, brought to you by FanDuel. Shout out to our friends at FanDuel. Locked on uh, FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up there. And shout out to our everydayers as well. Make sure you're subscribed up to Peacock and Williamson on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Okay. We've got the Los Angeles Rams, Matt, which is only star power. And this is funny. Uh, even more so than the Raiders. Like there, there, there are names that, that a lot that, Football fans that pay attention to the game would not recognize that they're going to be starting week one for the Rams on defense. I mean, the reason it's funny is there's only three names to consider, and they're in their 10th season, 7th season, that's Cooper Cup, and he came in the league very old, 15th season, Stafford, of course, Donald's number one. But what's hilarious is also considered none. Nobody else <laughs> is considered, and the no rest of the guys else. are in their 30s. So right. we'll see. Could none of these guys be on the list next year? Is it like Steve Avilia and Tutu Atwell? And like, this could be really bad next year. Skoranek. <laughs> right, right. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, 
interesting, interesting, uh, interesting team building that happened with Los Angeles. They got their ring. Let's see what of this course. is. Never forget that. Banners fly forever, Matt. Miami Dolphins, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Ramsey, who came from the Los Angeles Rams, and Jalen Phillips is third. Ooh, I respect I mean, that. Okay, okay. I mean, that might be a little – is he better than Armstead or Waddle or, you know, some I, of their other stars? Maybe I not. I definitely put Waddle up there. Probably yeah. put, you know, Zayvon Howard up there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but maybe I just – maybe I slept on the season that Jalen Phillips had last year. The other name that I can't believe is not mentioned is Christian Wilkins. Christian Wilkins oh, is yeah. a foundational player for them. Yeah, oh, he should be probably be third. Deserves, yeah, he deserves to be on there. Yeah, yeah. Good group though. No, that's yeah. a good group, and they're not old. Minnesota Vikings: Justin Jefferson, Danelle Hunter, and yeah. Christian Derisaw. Yeah, Derisaw is getting into that neighborhood of you know. I think he's already a top. 10 left tackle. He could be a top five one. Jefferson, I think, is the number one receiver. Talked about him yesterday. What worries me is I don't see much on defense, you know, that can make this list. And Hunter could easily fall off this list. You know, could Lewis Seen be on there? Who knows? I mean, that's really stretching yeah. it. You, you know, people step up on that side of the ball in, in the yeah. uh, honorable mention category. You know, Kirk Cousins, Kirk, we know exactly what Kirk Cousins is going to be. Dalvin Cook might not even be there, and he's on this list. So, I don't know if either will be there next year. Probably not. Probably unlikely that either one's there next yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little scary. It's a little yeah. fragile. Step up season for the Minnesota Vikings for some for some of those young players. Yeah. New England Patriots, they've got uh Ramondre Stevenson, who Matt, I know you love in the in the I fantasy do. universe. Matthew Judon and Josh Uche is uh the third player on their list of top three players. And I think it's a uh, I think this list, when you look at the honorable mentions too, you got center Dave Andrews, good player, Mac Jones, who I, they don't like, That's and he doesn't like them. And then <laughs> right. Edgar, who's yeah. not really gotten his career off the ground. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's an it's, odd team build, you know I mean? Yeah. It's a lot of quality dudes. It's a lot of throwing. Yeah. It's a lot of qual- quantity instead of quality. You know, it'd be nice if they had a receiver on this list or some sort of pass catcher. And I don't know any that can develop into that type of player. Um, maybe a Christian Barmore could step up and you know, they have a lot of pieces on defense, but none of them are, you know, superstars. The Bizarro Rams. Bizarro Rams. Yeah. They have all depth, no stars. Yeah. Rams have three stars and zero. Depth. <laughs> and zero depth. Also, also considered could have went on and on probably here. New Orleans Saints, Cam Jordan in his 13th season, Demario Davis yeah. in his 12th season, and Ryan Ramchek in his 7th season are the top. You don't like that part. I mean, the age, age, age. You definitely don't like that part. I mean, and then the other guys you consider is Derek Carr, who's in his, what, ninth year, 10th year now? Uh, These guys are all getting up there, too. Tyron Matthew, not young. Yeah, and I loved really, I loved Brian Brzee coming out of school, but is he going to be that type of player as an end-of-first-round pick? Probably not. You know, I mean – Where's the next group coming from? You know, the next generation. Right. So Saints hanging on to something, or does it start to crumble this year? I always think it's about to crumble, but they keep it together. Yeah, done a good job of that. Uh, New York Giants, Dexter Lawrence on the interior of that defensive line. Andrew Thomas, left tackle, and Saquon Barkley running back are the top three. I'm fond of that. I'll be very honest. I mean, I, I think Dexter Lawrence is a stud defensive tackle. Thomas is... If I could take any offensive lineman to build around considering age, he'd be in the equation. Barkley's really good. I mean, I don't care if he's a running back or not. Um, I would like seeing Kayvon Thibodeau's name thrown in there, though, too, as, at least as an also considered. Yeah, uh, you know, Leonard Williams considered. I think 
Kayvon Thibodeau would have to surpass him as well yeah. for Kayvon Thibodeau in year two to to prove that he's that top five edge rusher, which you expect special things from with those kind of talents in the NFL. And uh, it's it's pretty telling that not even in consideration is their $40 million per year quarterback. Right. And I know he's up in age, but maybe Darren Waller can rebound and be on this list next year. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, New York Jets. be good for them. Yeah. New York Jets, you talked about Sauce Gardner being maybe the best cornerback in the NFL right now. It's either him or Sertan. I think those would be the top two. I think you nailed it. Quinnen Williams is in for a big payday very soon. And Aaron Rodgers, the brand newest New York Jet, is already immediately in their top three. Sure. I mean, Williams is right there with, you know, Lawrence that we just talked about as stud, you know, in their prime defensive tackles. We don't have to talk about Rodgers. But, I mean, Sauce, Garrett Wilson, Reese Hall. I mean, that rookie class could really pay off for years. Yeah, and, and adding Aaron Rodgers knocks the offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson, off the list, probably. Yeah, and boy, I would gladly build a team around Garrett Wilson. A lot of talent there in New York. Mm-hmm. That's why I mean, that's why I'm so excited about seeing what it looks like with Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Obviously. There's some stars. A lot of stars in Philly as well. Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, Lane Johnson, and AJ Brown are the top three, and a, a lot of other players to consider. Hard to narrow it down, but that's as good as any. I mean, Brown's probably a top five-ish receiver. Lane Johnson's a Hall of Fame right tackle, in my opinion. Kelsey's also on that lead offensive line. Yeah, I mean, what do you say? I think it's the best roster in the league. The rare, the rare right tackle only that's one of the best in the league. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm racking my brain right now. Just, just seeing his name made me think of that. I can't think of another guy that was like, oh, this guy was only a right tackle, but he was a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, right. It's pretty Hall rare. Right. There aren't many right tackles in the Hall of Fame. Pittsburgh Steelers, TJ Watt, speaking of Hall of Fame path, Cam Hayward yeah. and Minka Fitzpatrick. That's an easy top three. I mean, the offense was the youngest in the league by leaps and bounds. And they added guys like Isaac Silamolo, so they're getting a little older. But it's pretty obvious who the best three Pittsburgh Steelers are. Hey, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that Pickett makes it. Yeah, he shouldn't even be considered. You know, he's on also considered. But if he could get even to the point where he's considered a year from now, they'll be doing just fine. Legitimately considered, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And if he's on that, if it's Watt, Fitzpatrick, and Kenny Pickett, you're Steelers. doing just fine. Yeah. Right. San Francisco 49ers have plenty of star power, uh, and this is actually one of those where it's difficult to. You <laughs> know, who McCaffrey and Kittle are, don't make the list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know who the stars are, which three to yeah. pick is a tough one. So Trent Williams, best at his position in the league. Nick Bosa is just defensive player of the year. So you got to include pretty him. Pretty good. Yeah. And then it's like, who do you pick? Warner, McCaffrey, or George Kittle next? And it's Fred Warner that makes the list here. I think they would have been my three, but I'm laughing to no end that Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle can't make the list. I mean, that's, no, that's, that's a lot. Mention Debo Samuel. Debo and Ayuk. And, and, uh, right. Yeah. A lot of talent on that football team. They just, they just brought in Javon Hargrave, and he's not even. <laughs> he's pretty good, too. Yeah. Seattle Seahawks, DK Metcalf, Geno Smith, and second-year corner Tariq Woolen. By the way, I just saw a clip of Tariq Woolen because he was a former wide receiver before he converted in college to play corner. And it's odd that a 6'4 wide receiver would be converted to corner. Usually it's you know some of a, a yeah, yeah. different build. But one of his reps I saw from high school of him playing wide receiver was ridiculous with how much ground he was covering uh, as a runner. He, like, he made a catch near the sideline, and then he just took off. And the he was – he was eating up 10 yards per stride and just blew by everybody. Like I can't imagine what that speed looks like against high school kids. Right. It it was just unbelievable, but uh, converted the defensive side of the ball and Pete Carroll can coach himself up some DBs. And he did with Tariq Woolen out of the fifth round last year. 
this is odd because I'm just to throw a curveball at you. We we I interviewed Patrick Peterson last week, and it came up. I mean, he's a five star recruit, as you would imagine, way back when. And someone asked him, "Well, why didn't you stick with receiver?" He's like, "I wanted to play corner because I didn't want someone else to dictate when I got the football, and he didn't want to be reliant on a quarterback." I just found that interesting. Like he really yeah. gave it a lot of thought. Like I'd rather be a corner and do my job and shut this guy down, not. I do my job, get wide open, and the guy doesn't throw me the football. I couldn't live that way. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. To, to work so hard, and maybe you get six targets in a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I, I never thought of that. And it was really a mature thing for a 14-year-old to come up with back in the day. <laughs> right. this, this isn't bad for Seattle, but I kind of would wish it was cross the left tackle, who could easily get there, mm-hmm. or – you know, maybe one of the rookies from this year. What if it's Smith Najigba or uh, right. uh, the the corner they drafted really early? Who's a, I can't believe I can't remember his name from Illinois. Uh, uh, Devin Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. candidates. You know, yeah. Walker from last year's second round, right, a really right. nice rookie season consideration for rookie of the year. Uh, Tyler Lockett as well. Here's a good question for you. Do you think, let's say, their rookie classes from the last two years, Cross and Jigba Witherspoon? Do you think it's more likely that they're on the list or that Jamal Adams is on the list? Those guys, the youngsters. That's what I was about to say. It's funny you beat me to it. I was going to say it wouldn't shock me if next year's list is fifth-year experience, second-year experience, second-year experience. You know what I mean? Like Or third-year, second-second, you know? Yeah. And that'd be, that's appealing. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, no Tom Brady in town, but Tristan Wurst is still there. Levante David and Mike Evans are the top three. See, this makes the Bucs look good. Because they have good players. You know, you're leaving Vita Vea off. You're leaving Chris Godwin off. But there's a lot of age. And the the tier after the dudes mentioned is what scares me. Not to mention none of them are quarterbacks. And quarterback, yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. What's quarterback play going to be like for them this year? Yeah. And they have some holes on the roster. Tennessee Titans, Jeffrey Simmons, Derrick Henry, and Kevin Byard. That's really good. Will Henry be there after this year or through the course of the year? Byard's already talked about not being happy. You know, it'd be nice if Traylon Burks is on here next year. They considered Harold Landry, who's been a nice player. He had some yeah. injuries. Um, That's not great if he's your fourth, though. Yeah, you got young quarterbacks there behind Tannehill, who's probably not the long-term answer for mm-hmm. you necessarily. So, yeah, kind of just a weird team, weird roster. Yeah. Right like they need Skaronsky to be on here next year. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. That's an easy one. Yeah. And they're well coached. Like, I don't think they're, uh, or, uh, Traylon Burks would be huge. Right? Yeah. If exactly. There, would mean the passing game was doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's a tough team because they're not, I think they're too good and too well coached to completely be junk. Yeah. Although, I mean, they weren't great last year. They're what picked 11th in the draft. So they yeah. might be around that spot again this year. They're they're devoid of talent though, and this exercise shows that. If, if Harold Landry right now is your fourth best player, mm. last team Washington Commanders they drafted uh, a million first round defensive linemen, and uh, two of them are on the list here: Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat, and then mm-hmm. wide receiver Terry McLaurin is your uh, top star there for the Washington Commanders. And Chase Young's been disappointing and didn't pick up his fifth year option, but him and Deron Payne, who they gave massive deals to. Could certainly be in this equation. I mean, your four stud defensive linemen could live up to that. I'm a big McLaurin fan. I like Dotson a lot too, but again, there's not going to be a quarterback on this list. I'm pretty certain of that a year from now. And after, I mean, last year, I think I might even take Payne over Montez Sweat too. Yeah, possibly. I mean, they're fine up front, no doubt. 
There it is. There's the top three stars and maybe some future stars for every single team in the NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Back next time, right here, Peacock and Williamson.